Welcome to the Grounded Stylist Podcast, where mindfulness and the beauty industry meet. I'm your host, Brooke Kenyon, and I'm passionate about teaching stylists how to stay grounded behind the chair and cultivate their dream career in life. Join me weekly so we can grow and journey together as you learn tangible pathways to success while protecting your peace. All right. I am super excited to be here today with Shelby Bittencourt, um, who is a former salon owner, hairstylist, podcast host of the Healthy Wealthy Stylist, and coach for independent hairdressers who are looking to grow and expand their business and life without experiencing burnout. Welcome today, Shelby. How are you? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much, Brooke, for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to talk about our topics. It's going to be so amazing. Yes, I'm super excited to have you and just honored that you're here with us today. So I want to just first open this up by having you tell me a little bit of your story. What brought you to this passion of helping independent stylists and how did you make your way to Modern Salon Top 100? Okay, so wow. Um Okay. So when it comes down to helping independent stylists, like first and foremost, I'm an independent stylist. Um, I have been doing hair for almost 15 years. And when I first went independent in 2017, I thought that I knew it all. Like I was so naive in like really what it took. And I just was like, you know what? I can fake it till I make it because I've been doing that my whole career. And that's kind of how I was taught. (laughs) So when I became independent, I knew that I I had this limiting belief that if I just work really hard, that's going to get me success. Mm -hmm. And it had worked up until that point. Like I, I moved to Florida in 2012 with zero clients. I had been a hairstylist up in Massachusetts where I'm from. And I moving here in 2012, all I did to gain my clientele was work as hard as I could. I said yes to every client. I did services that I didn't love doing. I just knew that as long as I just said yes, money would come in. And it got me to a level of success. It got me to open my own salon. It, gave, it got me a full clientele. It got me a really nice income, um, mul- like multiple six figures. And, but when it came down to opening my own space, I couldn't operate like that anymore because then I had this whole other hat that I was wearing, which was business owner, which was marketing, which was, you know, um, inventory manager, managing employees. So in 2019, I realized that I wasn't fucking happy. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. Like I have the clientele. I have the multiple six figures. I have the beautiful salon, the amazing staff, but I'm so envious of my clients who actually have a life beyond their own job because I didn't, I live, sleep, work. Like I, all I did was work and it got me so mad that I thought, okay, so I thought that if I stopped this roller coaster of working hard and saying yes to everyone, I was going to lose it all because mm-hmm. this limiting belief of it has, you have to work hard to be successful. Okay. I was like, dang, what happens when I don't work hard? Am I not going to be successful? Mm. So and that, that's not sustainable. What? 
that's not sustainable long-term. No, it's not. And I was feeling it. I, my health was declining. My, like my happiness was declining. My staff was seeing that I'm just like going on going. And I'm angry all the time because I didn't know how else to like be. And I really like, it was hurting my relationship. It was just hurting me all around, but I had money. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I had money. So I was just like, all right, something money give. doesn't buy happiness. Correct. Right, right. So when I started playing with like, well, what if I only worked during my set hours? Yeah, like what would happen? And like, you know, let's go to my greatest fear. My greatest fear is that all my clients are going to leave. Mm-hmm. They're going to tell me that they hate me and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm willing to do that. Yeah. <laughs> So I tried it. I was like, let me just, I, first and foremost, I gave my schedule to someone else. I have a a communication manager and I was like, Hey, only book me within these times. Don't book anyone else in between those times. And I learned to tell my clients like, Hey, Mm -hmm. in order for me to show up best for you and in order for me to do the best work possible, I can't take you late anymore. I can't like do, I can't work till nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night. It's just not sustainable for me. And I noticed that all of my redos were my late clients. And I had to start communicating to my clients and being like, listen, I want to give you the best service possible because I've noticed that my later clients aren't getting the same service as my early clients in the day because I'm tired and, and you deserve the best. If you're paying the same, you might as well get the same service. Hmm. So I had to have these tough conversations with like two or three people. No lie. Like out of all my clients, it was two or three people who are like, but what? why can't you stay late? Why can't you take me at 8 p.m. like you always do? And we had created this big thing that everybody was going to hate you, right? Yeah. I I was just like, dang, it's like two or three people. And I like, if they go, they go. Right. Whatever. I and love that them. It probably benefits you. Yeah. It, yeah. And it totally did. Yeah. And so that's where like boundaries started coming into place. And I started experimenting a little bit more. Like, what if I put a boundary? Like I have boundaries on my work hours. What if I put a boundary on my communication? What if mm-hmm. I like figure out, like I have my c- client communication manager. What if every time a client contacts me, whether it's text or DM, I can just have a boundary and be like, Hey, just message my client communication manager, they'll be able to take care of you. Mm. Or here's my online booking link. Yeah. That was something that helped me so much. And there, like, I have so many tips for that too. If you're like, if you're listening and you're like, fuck man, how do I get my clients to not contact me and have this boundary of not working 24 hours? I got you. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, we first have to create the boundary. I think that what popped up for me in this is uh, right away is that everything amazing sits on the other side of fear, right? Mm -hmm. If we can get ourselves out of that mindset of lack, limiting belief, I'm afraid, like your intuition was already telling you where you needed to go. It was a matter of quieting your mind enough, pushing the fear aside to listen to that little voice that said, Hey, if you do this, it's better over here. Yeah. I, I always say on the other side of fear is freedom. Yep. That too. Absolutely. So it's just like, get through it. Cause and go to the worst case scenario. Like if you're like cycling through this fear, just allow yourself to go there. Like for instance, I was like, all right, if I lose all my clients, my greatest fear is that I'm going to end up homeless, naked in the middle of the street, 
with like, like just dying. And literally none of that is happening, right? None of that (laughs) happened at all. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I think that's another like key thought right there. You allowed yourself to go to that place, right? Because, um, you know, there's always light behind the shadow, right? You have to see that part in order to get to the next piece. And I think a lot of times we're conditioned not to allow ourselves to feel that stuff that feels gross and scary and, you know, oh, I never want that to happen. But Allowing yourself to go there. Um, I actually practiced this this morning in my own life. So it's very poignant that you're bringing this up, but allowing myself to feel what the worst could be allowed me to actually get past it because I was like, well, that that's pretty bad. Right. Well, let's see, you know, and it's, it's the, uni- the you're moving through the universe, showing you a lesson here. Right. So per- I love it. I love yeah. it more. so with all of that learning all of those lessons those hard lessons it came to a point where I was just like if I didn't know this other people don't know this and this is something I'm fascinated with like I love talking about the psychology of your business of clientele of gaining a clientele um, keeping a clientele um, managing your business I always thought it was so fascinating and I was like I can teach this I, I can help people by like just teaching this. Cause I thought as an educator, I could only teach hair and I don't want to teach hair. Like fuck that. There are so <laughs> many people who are way better at doing hair who can teach that. Yeah. I, I want them to do that. So I can teach the things that I'm really good at, which is the psychology, the communication, all of that kind of stuff, which is what got me into modern salon. They started seeing, you know, that I was teaching boundaries and they liked it, which was freaking awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think that this is an amazing story for so many reasons. I think that you hit so many cool points and I do like, there is such a need for that in this industry because, and not even just like, you know, Oh, how to avoid burnout. It's really telling your own story through that too. And you're not just coming out and saying, look what I did. You're looking, it's really like um, a pathway. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was my journey and I want to share that with you and I'm passionate about it. And I, I've, I've been an educator for many years and I, I have loved teaching here, but I too am at a point in my career where I feel like my life's experiences tend to inspire people, right? So how can we share that with others and allow them to feel empowered and push that mindset forward? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way that you created boundaries is beautiful. I, I also applaud you for that. I think um, something people don't realize is that a form of self-care is saying no. Yes. And uh, self-care is not selfish. It's actually a way for you to be able to effectively and authentically show up for others in your life. And if that doesn't resonate with someone like these two or three clients that ended up being a quote unquote issue, um, that's okay because then they weren't your people. You know what I'm saying? And and But you were allowed to really step into your own power, which in turn empowers others, you yeah. know? So I love that you are out sharing this with others and the wisdom that you've gained. 
And let's talk a little bit more about boundaries. And I did kind of um, obviously look into you a little deeper and you, you have this fascination with breath work as well, which I think is an amazing modality. Um, I think we all should have some sort of ritual, if you will, that allows us to kind of come back into the present moment and stay positive. Um, I also pulled a card for this uh, podcast, which is, is going to fit in just well, which we'll go over here in a little bit as well. But um, my question for you about boundaries and breath work is how can hairstylists establish clear boundaries with their clients while maintaining a positive relationship? So you mentioned how you kind of thought of the boundaries and then how did you maintain that positivity with the majority of your clients through implementing them? Okay. First and foremost, you don't have to be an asshole. That's the, really what it is. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I can swear, right? That's okay. Yeah. I am also a swearer. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So when it comes down to boundaries, for instance, when it comes down to my client communication, I don't book appointments through DMs. Um, but when someone does reach out to me in on Instagram, I will say, Hey, thank you so much for reaching out. Um, for appointments, just text my salon number. Here it is. And my assistant will be able to take care of you. Perfect. I'm enforcing my boundary, but in a nice way. Um, and you know what all of my clients say? Thank you so much. Yeah. Because I just help them. You yep. have to have a solution for them. If yep. you're going to have this boundary of like communication, give them an option of how they can do it. So I also give them as well as, hey, text, or you can book online and here's yep. the link. So there is a customer service side of it while yes. enforcing the boundary. But my boundary isn't that the client can't make their appointment. My boundary is that I'm not going to do it through my DMs. Right. So you can also set up like auto replies on Instagram. They have an auto reply. They have the um, FAQs, like the, you know, when you go to DM a business yep. profile, you mm -hmm. can have the blue FAQs in that question and answer, it can be, how do I make an appointment? And then the answer can be either text this number, if that's how you choose, or book online through my link in bio. And now the thing about boundaries and running a successful business is your job is to take care of the client. So your boundaries have to not only protect you, but also take care of the client at the same time. I love that you said that because I think sometimes there's a lot of conversation about that out there about maybe clients overstepping, overstepping, overstepping. But my question, my question is, did you clearly state what an overstep is to you? Yes. Because there needs to be are different for everybody. So yes, there needs to be some hospitality there too. Cause like, you know, I'm kind of really sick of people being like, Oh, like, you know, de demeaning their clients or like, like making their clients seem evil. No, I fucking love my clients. If my clients are reaching out to me in DMs, that means my marketing's working. Yeah. I want them to reach out to me. Without your clients, you have no income. So you ultimately exactly. have to find a happy place there. <laughs> yeah. So there needs to be a level, especially I'm a, I'm a high-end stylist. I, my average ticket is over $500. Right. So there is a level of hospitality that I need to bring to the table in order to be having these clients and charging the prices that I charge because clients who are willing to pay five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars and up, they want a level of respect, which I mean, clients who aren't paying that do deserve a level of respect as well. So I'm not saying that th that's why I started out with like, don't be an asshole because yeah. you need to bring this hospitality into your boundary and into your workplace in order for you to grow. Yep. 
And I think implementing those boundaries without any level of like guilt surrounding it. Right. I think too, people are like, like you did in the beginning, well, what if, well, what if, what if, I mean, you can, what if yourself to death, let's talk about reality here. What does success look like to you? And what are things that you are not doing that would allow you to get to that successful place? Because it's different for everybody. I don't believe in blanket boundaries, blanket success plans. I think that everybody's my idea and your idea and the lady down the streets idea are completely different. So as a, as for me, as a mindset coach, that's something that I discuss. Like, what does this look like to you? And what are beautiful ways that we can create a plan that's ideal for you and what you want to um, grow and how you want to exist? And then implementing boundaries like your suggestions are amazing and taking the fear out of it. Because at the end of the day, you're going to feel so much more balanced in your being and again, don't be an asshole, I think is a great way to say it. We cannot continue to harp on our clients if we have not successfully shown them the way to be successful with us, you know, your your boundaries show your clients how to work with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think this is an awesome conversation. And I think that what you're doing also in kind of, uh, mentoring or coaching independent stylists in these things is again, kind of, empowering them and showing them a pathway to success through these, through these things. It's not about getting a million followers on Instagram. It's about showing the people who pay your water bill (laughs) and put food on the table, how you appreciate them. And then also how they can show you that they appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. So perfect. I love that. Um, Okay. So what, as far as breath work is concerned, I, I'm kind of curious how this kind of weaved its way because the spiritual side of me is really intrigued by this. Um, How did this weave its way into your maybe mindset? And then is there something simple that we can just go over in the podcast today that somebody could implement maybe kind of right away to kind of allow them to utilize that technique? Yes, absolutely. So breathwork has changed my life. It has allowed me to feel more feelings than just anger and happiness. Mm. Um, It has allowed me to work through suppressed um, feelings, emotions, um, and it has been something that I can tune into no matter what time of the day or where I am because it's always accessible to me. So this has totally helped me behind the chair because have you ever had one of those moments where you're just like, oh my God, I just need like a second to myself. And you go into the back room and you're like, <laughs> you're like freaking the fuck out. Hyperventilating. <laughs> yeah. Hyperventilating. It's just like, okay, well, here's a good opportunity for me to just breathe. I mean, to, and like we say all the time, I just need to take a breath. Like I I just need to breathe. Yep. And ha- so knowing that that's what our body needs and our society has even like incorporated that into a saying, why don't we do it? (laughs) So right? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, holy shit. This has always been here. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be something that I can access at any point. No one even has to know that I'm doing it. Like, I, I do it. I was doing while you were talking. I'm just like breathing to calm down my nervous system. Cause I'm getting like riled up talking about boundaries. Cause I fucking love them. <laughs> <laughs> so an easy tool that I use all the time is, um, a two part breath. So it will two part inhale to one exhale. Okay. So I have two rules when it comes down to breath work. It's one, make sure your spine is straight when you're doing it. 
And two, listen to you before you listen to me. So if I'm guiding you through this and you're driving, like, please don't close your eyes. Um, if you're at home and this feels safe, then do it. But if you're struggling with my instructions I'm about to give you, listen to you before you listen to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in a two-part breath, I like to breathe in through my nose and then out through my mouth. This is different than your daily breath. Your daily breath should be mouth closed. Your nose is a beautiful filter. It filters in um, any like debris. It regulates the temperature. It's something that we should always be doing because when we're mouth breathing, we're taking in too much oxygen and letting out too much carbon dioxide. It's not good for us. Even when you're exercising, it should be mouth closed because it helps you have more stamina. It helps you be able to go longer in your workouts. Even when you're sleeping, that's why they have mouth tape. It's better for you to be breathing through your nose than through your mouth. It's really hard when you're sick to do that. And that's why sometimes when you're sick, you wake up exhausted because you're like your mouth breathing the whole time at night. And that is not as good for the body. But when your mouth is, I mean, when your nose is like clogged up, what are you going to do? Right. So in the two part breath, because this is not a daily, like a, a way that I want you always to be breathing breath work has some exceptions where you can breathe in and out through your mouth. It just depends on the tempo and depends on like the type. But for this exercise, I'm going to challenge you to breathe in through your nose and then out through your mouth. So in your first breath, you're breathing into your belly and then into your chest, and then you're releasing the air. So in the tempo, it's like breathe in, breathe in, breathe out. So I have a little bit of a cold. Well, not a cold. I have sinuses right now. So you might hear like my sniffling, but <laughs> to walk you through, like I like to do like rounds of 10 of them, especially if I'm in the salon, I'll just like go into the bathroom or the break room and I'll just like count to 10. I'll be like in, in, out, one, in, in, out, two, in, in, out, three, in, in, out, four. And I'll just keep on going like that until I reach 10, because by that time, my nervous system is a little more regulated. Yeah. It's I'm feeling a little more calm. I oh, feel like yeah. I can. <laughs> yeah. And so that has helped me so much in the chair because again, you don't need that much time. Yeah. You don't need to be anywhere specific, be wearing a certain outfit for it. Like it doesn't matter. I've also helped my clients through this. If they come in and they're like, oh my God, traffic and all this kind of stuff and parking and I couldn't do this and I did that and my husband and my kids and uh, and I'm like, okay, hey, let's take a couple deep breaths. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because our clients are releasing their energy through their head. Like our head is, it releases energy and their head is so close to our heart. We're absorbing all of that. Wow. So when it comes down to breath work for your clients, you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you. Protect your energy behind the chair. Yep. Oh my gosh. I love that. So this is just everything that I love. Also, I'm all about, you know, staying grounded behind the chair, um, protecting your energy so that you can cultivate that dream career in life. So you're not feeling that burnout. So you can adequately Im implement boundaries. So you can change the energy in the room. And that's why I was so intrigued by this, because for me, I use a lot of other modalities, whether it be smudging, I'm a Reiki master. So I do work a lot with just like transmuting energy in general. 
and helping people process that. So breathwork's always been very intriguing to me. And I love it because it's accessible, right? So I do have some breathing techniques that I've been taught. Um, but I, I love this one too, because it is immediately very calming to the nervous system. It is accessible. You can step away from that client and say, Hey, you know what? Can you just give me five minutes? You know, can you give me two minutes? I mean, really to just take a step away and doing that allows yourself to come back into the present moment and really be able to care for that client the best way you can. And then, like you said, um, by showing them the breath work, you're ultimately giving yourself self-care that way as well, because you're allowing them to kind of come back down. So the energy is not toxic for lack of a better fucking word, you know? Yeah. So then everybody's operating in a better environment. And honestly, those things are things that I think hairdressers don't understand are like those things right there grow your business. Because you are shifting the conversation, you're putting another form of self-care into it, and you're allowing them to see that you are there for them, not just for a paycheck, right? This is a mental yeah. health situation as well, because in our industry, uh, you know, we connect with people immediately. Yeah. And it's like, it's making you less replaceable. Yeah. Yeah. Who, like... I I, I have this like saying, I always say like, I do the things that your last hairstylist didn't. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm the difference. Right. I mean, when you take those moments and that's how you, that's another retention thing, which I think can kind of segue into part of our next topic, but, um, really making sure that you're doing it and setting yourself apart, you know, and the thing is, is when you sit out here in this world that we live in with social media and you compare yourself, um, that's not a happy place to be either, right? Um, you need to make sure that you're owning the fact that you do the way you do something, nobody else is going to do it that way. So if it resonates with you and then it's going, it's going to draw the people into it that it also resonates with. And that's where things really start to grow and shift as well. And you feel more fulfilled in your business. You feel like you can breathe. <laughs> um, so I think that's wonderful. I love that you taught us that. Thank you so much. And I will definitely be implementing that as well, um, along with some of my other favorite modalities. So um, let's see. Oh, I think that we kind of touched on this. I wanted to talk about like, how do you navigate a challenging client interaction without compromising your own emotional state? Hmm. That's, that's difficult. Um, because again, we're human beings and most of the time we like our clients. So even if your client's challenging, you probably have an emotional connection to them in some other way. Maybe, you know, they're having a bad day. Maybe, you know, that they're really nice. It's just, you're catching the, like, they're just not nice to their hairstylist <laughs> sometimes or sometimes like, you know, like I, I've had this situation where I knew that I was the only source of happiness to my client. Mm. So therefore she was taking advantage of me and right. controlling me in the way that she could, because I was the only person in her life that she could control. Yeah. So with that, it's wow. something that helped me, especially through that situation was understanding that this isn't about me. Like what, what this client is doing is not a reflection of me. It's a reflection of them. Yep. And 
Cause obviously I asked myself, is it me? Like, am I the one who's not doing this? And, you know, do, do reality check because it's not always the, the client. Right. It's, have I been giving them the utmost customer service? Have I been doing a good job in their hair? Am I showing up as the professional that I am? Am I, you know, am I being true to what this client is asking for? And is it really not me? So check that off the list first. Right. Right. And then if it's not you and it is the client, have a conversation with them. Yeah. Either say, hey, I don't know like if I'm the right stylist for you. I'm I am feeling this way. Right. Or I'm, I have this, you know, you're the, the way that this is coming off to me is that you're not happy with this or you don't like this. And if I can't make you happy, maybe I'm not the right stylist for you and that's okay. Right. Um, and that's that like, doesn't have to be an asshole conversation either. No, no, it's, it's communication. A lot of times we're so freaking afraid to communicate with like the hard things. It's like, you're afraid until you do it. The thing about confidence is confidence only comes from doing. Right. Right. So you think about like the first time you ever showed up on social media and did a story. It's fucking scary. <laughs> but now I'm like, if I'm not posting like 18 stories a day, I'm not active. Like right. now it's like it's second nature. Yeah. So communicating with your clients, even through the tough conversations can be weird and you can acknowledge it. Hey, Hey, you know, Susan, this is really hard for me to to say, and I don't really know what to do, but I'm feeling like you're really not happy with me doing your hair, or you're really not happy with this price point, and right. it's making me uncomfortable. I had to tell the client, like, hey, you have made me so upset that I don't want to do your hair anymore. Hmm. Yeah. And that was it. I I told her I didn't want to do her hair, and, and that's then boundary you had to set. Yeah. That, and I've only done that once in 15 yeah. years, only yeah. once. So yeah. this isn't something, if this is something that you're doing to all your clients, check yourself. I would but, agree with that. Right. So who's, where's the root of the problem? If this is a continuation and an issue, I I've been doing hair for 24 years and I've only had to fire two clients. Yeah. And it was very thought out before I did, because at the same time, you want to make sure that you're checking yourself before you go out and, and throw that on the line. Right. So I, I love that point of view as well, that you kind of can, who's the person that's, 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 um, that's causing this, you know, kind of issue and then how can it be addressed and what's your relationship with the client either they yeah. need to be moved on from or maybe they need you to be a little more present with for them and hold a little extra space for them during a hard or time. maybe you just don't have the skills skill set that they want yeah that's fine i've like i've had clients who were like full bleach outs and i'm not good at that like that's right. just not my like forte and right. i told them hey listen doing your hair I don't think I have the right skill set for you, but I know this person does. Yep. And I want to make sure that you're best taken care of. And like they can do the whole, no, 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 I want you to do my hair. No, really, it stresses me out. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yep. Like if you're willing to change your hairstyle to something that I'm comfortable with doing, then that's great. But I'm like, that that's Dang. this isn't for me. This isn't the way that I like to do hair. So yeah. that's checking yourself yeah. because really I don't feel like it's, you know, ethical for me to charge, you know, let's say for a root, like to do like a bleach out for me, it would be starting at like four fifty, something right. like that. I don't feel it's ethical if someone who works with me is really good at it and they're charging the same price. It's like, no, 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 do yourself a favor, 
go to this person because they're going to charge you the same or maybe less, maybe more, yeah. but you know that your hair is intact. Right. And there's so many pluses to that. And again, we kind of have to take ourselves out of that fear place. Oh, I can't lose that client. No, what you're allowing yourself to do is create a healthy space for you to draw clients in that are what you want to do and are what you, you know, uh, are passionate about, which I think is, is an interesting conversation because when we start, we're like, take every client all the time, always say yes, you know, which I think is healthy when you're learning. So you can really figure out what your favorite things are, but it is, it is okay to get to a point in your career where you can say, you know what, this isn't really what I want to be doing, you know? Yeah. And, and being able to refer them to other people actually spread, spreads love within the community. And I think that's a beautiful fucking thing as well. Because and it's good karma. Absolutely. Absolutely. You said it perfect there. So, um, okay. So wanting to shift a little bit and talk about ways that you grow and attain clients moving into 2024, we're in a different, um, I don't want to say everything's different now. I don't believe that I'm doing this a very long time and I seen the industry grow and change and shift. So I think that mindset is everything. Um, and, uh, I will make a note on that here with the card that I pulled, because I think it's so true. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the industry right now. I think this industry has proven that it will survive. It's a matter of how you choose to look at it. So with that in mind and knowing that you have that, that ability to shift your mindset to positivity, what strategies, um, are innovative that you can think of that you utilize in your teaching, um, that hairstylists can use to attract new clients and stand out coming, coming into 2024. Yeah. So, um, first and foremost, if you're not using your social media to get clients, you need to, um, so I'm going to like touch a couple of like key things in your social media. For one, your social media should be your magazine of the clients that you want to come in. So only post the hair that you want to do. Um, make sure you have your location on there because even if you're doing this amazing work, it doesn't fucking matter if your client can't figure out where you are. So if you know I'm in Miami, I have Miami hairstylist. Yeah. Like because that's where I am. Because if someone in Tennessee likes my hair, that's cool, but they're not going to be my client. You. <laughs> yeah. And do you recommend having that not only in your bio, but also in your, like when you're tagging your location on your post? Yeah, absolutely. Cause there's so many times that I, like, I look, I, I, at this point, I'm only getting hairstylist following. So every time I always look at their profile, I reach out to every single person who follows me and I look at their profile. I see what they're doing. Cause I want to know, I want to know what are, what are you doing that I'm not doing? Is this cool? Like, is this not? And it's amazing how many of them don't have their name or their bio or like where they're from. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, how, how do you expect client? like your work's beautiful, right? But who are you and where are you? Like and that's how can people find you? That's something major that I've learned recently. Cause again, this social media is new to me, um, you know, and, uh, always having your location put up there is massive. And you're right. There are a lot of people that don't utilize that, but you know what people are going to Google like hairstylist near me, or even in the hashtags and things like that. And things that are on your hair page where you're trying to pull in clients should always be focused on your immediate location. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the last thing, show your face, show them who you are, because now people aren't going to like just the salon, like people aren't going to the salon. It doesn't fucking matter. You could be in a shoebox down the street inside a <laughs> coffee shop, you know, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
show your face because people want to connect with you. Share like a little bit about yourself because that's what keeps clients around. Like my clients know I have two dogs. They know I have a boyfriend that I like fucking fancy things. (laughs) They know that I like those things and they're talking points because then they're like, Ooh, I can relate to this girl. She, it, it makes it less scary because now in 2024, walking into a salon or going into a suite is a little intimidating if they don't know who you are. They want to feel like they already know you. Right. So show that. Perfect. I love that. So it's not just your hair photos. Right. It's not just your hair photos. It's you. Like share a little bit about your personality. Like that's why stories are so cool. Like I go on there and I talk on my stories because people like, I want people to understand the way that I talk. I want them to understand my mannerism. I want them to understand like that. I'm just a normal freaking human being and that I really like to do hair. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Okay. So one of the things that you love sharing is about growing businesses with ease. What are some of your like top two or three tips in regards to this topic? Mm. So growing your business with ease, the first thing is, do you have an onboarding process? So when a client reaches out to you, how are they like, what's their onboarding process? For instance, if someone reaches out to me in DMs, I'm just going to keep this going because it, so they DM me, Hey, Shelby, really love your work. I really want to get my hair done. This is blah, 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 blah. I say, okay, Hey, for appointments, thank you so much for reaching out for appointments. Please text this number, or you can book a, um, you can book online through this link. And then if they're a new client, I have a Google form. So it's asking all the questions I would ask in a consultation, like, what's your name? What, how long have you gotten your hair done? What is it that you're looking for? What type of maintenance, all this kind of stuff, all of that. I have them fill that out. And then I look at it once they book their appointment to make sure that they're in for the right service. Okay. So if they're booking that they want to go from black to blonde and they put for a partial highlight, I'm going to reach out to them and I'm going to be like, Hey, yeah based on that's happened to all of us. (laughs) That's happened to all of us. Um, and that's like my biggest fear is that someone, my first client of the day is in for a partial highlight and they really need a color correction. And I didn't know until the second that they walked in like, no, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I like, what do you do? I I would just turn them away. I'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm like, we need to reschedule because this is not possible in this time. And that sucks, but that's my fault. And because like I avoid that from happening because I have the system in place, my onboarding process is meant. So the client is the best taken care of. I want to make sure that they're in for the right appointment, that I have the time with them, that they understand what the budget is, that they understand what they're going to be paying because I don't want to have all these problems come up later. Right. So before their appointment, they get reminded, they have email reminders and they get a text message reminder. And then when they come in for their appointment, they have everything all set up. So my onboarding process is seamless Yeah. because I've thought of it all. So when it comes down to, um, your business running with ease, create this process now and you can like edit it. Like I I've added things I've taken away. I used to have in-person consultations. It's just not practical. Now a form is way better than someone coming in. It worked for me for a long time until it didn't. Yeah. 
So recognizing that is key as well. You know, some people, okay, maybe that's there, but then knowing what you, when you get to a point where it's just not feasible with your schedule, I mean, I I think the ability to do online onboarding or be it however form or Google doc or whatever you choose to do is, is, is extremely smart for sure. Oh yeah. Which brings me into my next point is create check-ins with yourself. So create times, whether it's quarterly, monthly, weekly of being like, all right, what's working in my business and what's not? And what can I, can I change anything about the things that aren't working? So for, like I said, for the longest time in-person consultations were working for me, I got to be selective. I was like, you know, if they won't come in for a consultation, I'm not going to take them. But then I realized, oh shit, this isn't working anymore because we had a pandemic and people don't want to be around people. Yeah. So how can I, like, what, what can I do to supplement that and still have the same results of understanding what they want before they come in, which was the online form. Um, so checking in with yourself, both for what's working in your business and what's not working will help you have more of an easy, more of a business with ease rather than it being hectic because you're just like, this isn't working, but you're not doing shit about it. Right. Well, and I think too, that has to go with making sure that you, you have boundaries and you're allowing yourself to be in a space where you can think, right. I think not always being 190 miles an hour, (laughs) um, allows us to, you know, step back and look at our business. And there's so many things I could say about that as well. But, um, I think the point of this is, do you also in your independent stylist coaching, do you kind of show them pathways for this templates for what you use for your onboarding and things like that? Yeah. Um, so not templates. I just walk them through it because I feel like it's as simple as like having a piece of paper, making a line down the middle, list out all the things that are working in your business and then list out all the things that aren't. Yeah. And then reflect on, I'm so proud of myself for all these things that are working. Like my onboarding process is working. That's so great. My client retention is working. That's so great. But my hours behind the chair aren't working. So now what can I do about this? Can I, in this next season, because I think that it's seasons because when it comes down to burnout, you will go through seasons where you're like, oh shit, I'm starting to feel a little burnt out. Okay. That's fine. Recognize it. Now in this next season, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to change? If you're in a situation where the holiday season is really freaking busy, Okay. So recognize that this is really busy and I always plan out my year ahead of time. So next year, I know I'm taking off Christmas Eve. I know I'm taking off the day after Christmas because I deserve an extra day. And I know that like working these hours aren't working for me. So next year on December 23rd, I'm cutting off at 4 PM. I'm not taking any other client. And if I do that, if I do take an extra client, maybe I'll charge a little bit more for that last spot. Right. I haven't done that, but it sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a good idea. I mean, it sounds like a great idea. I personally am better at being like, no, I'm not taking anyone past 4 PM and dealing with that. But if you have a hard time saying no, then charge more. Yeah. (laughs) And like, give yourself that cutoff of that one client and go from there. Right. So having that, like, that boundary and being able to enforce it and understanding that check-in of like, this is working, this is not working. And knowing that you can make you, you have as much 
freedom in your independent business as you allow yourself to have. Right. Right. And I think that that is, you know, really what encompasses it, really empowering yourself to run your business the way that you see fit for you and looking at it objectively and saying, this is working, this isn't working. And then checking in with yourself too and saying, am I the problem? (laughs) Or is there another system that hasn't been implemented? What's the roadblock? Otherwise, do we need to address the client? I think, I think that's beautiful. And it really comes down to learning how to trust yourself and, and draw a business that's, that's reflects you most authentically and not what everybody else says you should be doing. Cause yeah. there's a lot of noise out there and it's a matter of choosing what resonates with you and kind of moving away from the rest. So I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. So we talked a little bit about social media already. And I love the way that you're talking about working in your DMS. I think that's something that even I could implement in my business. Um, again, as I learn the social media ways, um, but I wanted to, I kind of dipped into this earlier and I, I, I want to, um, have it as a habit here on the grounded silence podcast to pull a card. Um, so the card that I pulled today was positive outlook, positive outlook, sorry. And, um, I think that's just going into this world of mindset, how you feel depends on your own mental attitude. So it's important to remember that circumstances are not good or bad, but always neutral. It is how you approach the situation that will determine the outcome. If you choose to see something as depressing, it will be. If you choose to see it as encouraging, it will be. If you find yourself in a low disposition, take a moment to acknowledge what brought this up for you. Check in, take positive action so you can shift back to happiness and being positive. So as we move through some of these things that we've discussed today as stylists out there, or business professionals and implementing boundaries, make sure that you're always taking that moment to stay positive. Um, I had something happen this morning that could have literally ruined my whole day. And I just told my husband, I said, listen, this is happening for a reason. And I'm going to choose to look at the other side of this so I can see the light on the other side of this situation and know that the universe always has a plan. And it's another lesson. So whenever you find that brighter side of things, that positive outlook, it allows you to kind of stay more in control of what's going on in your life and be more productive. And Mm -hmm. I would say as a whole, I love that I pulled that card because the theme to kind of what we're talking about here today is making sure that you're choosing positivity for yourself and your business and your growth. Yeah. And like, I want to add to that. Um, if it is negative or makes you sad or makes you angry, find a way to move that energy through. Yes. Like I, the, I was brought up with, we don't cry. And I was just angry all the time because I didn't know how to be sad. So now, even as an adult, I have a lot of anger and it's like, you know how people will, they'll cry a lot. They're like, Oh, I cry all the time. I don't, but I get mad a lot. So I've learned that I need to do something to help me with that anger, which is why I do kickboxing. I do kickboxing Muay Thai and I fucking take it out on the bag because I'm just like, I have to let this go through me in order for me to find that positivity. So it's not always rainbows and fucking butterflies. No, 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 no. No, it's, and I didn't think that that's what you were saying. I'm just saying. I'm agreeing with you. (laughs) Yeah. Like for the people who are like, well, what if it fucking sucks? 
okay, acknowledge that it fucking sucks. You maybe should. cry, maybe yeah. get angry, like fucking scream. I don't know. Like yeah. I scream all the time. I'm just like, ah, like, oh, this is so annoying. Like my boyfriend's like, why are you yelling? And I'm like, yeah. I just need to let it out. <laughs> I think that the overarching theme to that is allow yourself to feel absolutely a hundred percent agree with you. It's not like just be positive. I allowed myself to feel how I needed to feel about what I was going through. And I think that that's something you brought up a very valid point. We are kind of like programmed for lack of a better way of saying it, um, to not feel if it feels gross, don't feel it, shove it down, put it away, compartmentalize it. And what happens is that energy gets stuck and it makes it a lot harder for us to function as positive, you know, fluid, uh, energetic beings like we're meant to be. So if you, but I 150% agree. And I'm so glad you brought that up. You need to feel, you need to mm-hmm. allow yourself to process and then let it go. Yeah. I, and I if not to yourself. Yeah. Cause if not, it's going to come up at a really fucking inconvenient time. Like you're going to be in the middle of a fucking wedding. And then all of a sudden you're going to be like losing your shit. (laughs) Yes. yes. I know that I had a, a, when you're not processing things, they do. The universe is going to knock until it knocks you over the head. Right. Yeah. So, um, it, there's always a lesson to be learned. That's why I said that, like, if you're having those like flashes of anger, those reactionary moments, like generally there's an underlying thing there that you need to feel, you need to process and you need to let go of, be kind to yourself, let it happen, let it be what it is and say, you know what, thank you for allowing me to have this moment in my life. I'm going to learn what I'm going to learn from it. And I'm going to let it go for my highest good. And Mm -hmm by all means feel, and then you can see the other side of it for yeah. sure. Absolutely. And I love that you choose kickboxing. I personally, um, I love doing a little bit of working out. I love yoga. I'm a yoga. I mean, that to me, like is a big uh, reset to me, but also I integrating Reiki into my life has been extremely transformative as far as moving out stuck energy, because sometimes there's things that we can't understand and we don't know how to process. So Mm -hmm. finding a practice that works for you to, to be able to get to that place through your breath work, through those sorts of things is, is important to have in your day-to-day life for sure. Okay. So kind of like as a closing question here, because I know we're like talking about all these really cool things, but as a stylist also on a mission of sharing mindset and self-care, I would love for you to share with our listeners how you avoid burnout protect your peace behind the chair so you can create your dream career in life. Like we've touched on these little things, but like, how do you personally feel like you show up for yourself to do these sorts of things? Yeah. So, um, having my check-ins is the one way that I avoid burnout. There was, um, a couple of months ago, I said this out loud to one of my stylists and I was like, well, to one of the stylists who works with me. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm kind of feeling a little burnt out. And then I was like, oh shit. I said it. (laughs) I said it. And I was like, I need to right now recognize that I'm feeling this way. And I need to ask myself what's not working. 
And it was that my sister had an accident. She ended up like breaking her jaw. Her mouth was wired shut. And I was taking care of her while running my business. And she's my communication manager. So she's the one who is communicating with my clients. So it was a lot of things that were happening all at once. And I was just like, what do I need? So I started meditating in the morning every day, like religiously. I was like, okay, I need more meditation. I need more of a a morning routine so I can set myself up for the day and I need help. So my dad ended up flying in, helping um, myself and uh, my sister's boyfriend, my sister's boyfriend. So he was coming in to help both of us. So we had a little more relief. I started telling my boyfriend, Hey, listen, like I can't, I'm not going to be cooking. Can we like have Uber eats like this week? Like, I'm just not going to, like, I'm just, I need a little more like time to myself because I'm feeling a little burnt out. And he was like, okay, no problem. I bought like easy to make foods like soups and things that were like a little more pre-made and like, um, almost like a, a meal plan. Yeah. Um, because I knew that I needed that help. So when it comes down to not feeling burnt out, know that like it happens in seasons and you will have a season of burnout. That's fine. Just recognize it and think about all the things that you need help with and ask people for it. Like me asking my boyfriend, Hey, I need a little more help at home. Like I can't, I'm not going to be, um, cooking dinner. He was, he understood when I came home and I was like, what do you want from Uber Eats? Because I'm not cooking. He didn't ask questions. He didn't give me shit. Yeah. Like right. when with like, even with my clients, I told them I'm like, Hey, my sister got into an accident. Please be like, it's going to take me a little bit to get back to you. I communicated with them, letting them know like, Hey, and I just sent them my online booking. I was like, if you want to book, here's a way to book. I told the people I work with in the salon, Hey, I need a little bit of help. Like if you see me running behind, like, just know that, or you feel like I'm weird. Yeah. I'm going to be weird because I need help right now. (laughs) Yeah. So just recognizing that you're in the situation and knowing that one, it's a season two, you're doing your best. You're doing all that you can do. And you have the power to make changes along the way to help you through this. If you're constantly finding yourself in this situation, you need to really sit back and think like, what do I need to fill my own cup? Like, what do I need to show up? Is it Again, the work schedule, that's like the one thing I work with my one-on-one clients with is their fucking schedule. Like what? Like you need to be told when you have, when you come in and when you don't come in, like make an appointment with yourself, like be like, I have to be out the door at 5 PM. No, if answer, buts about it. Like I have to, that's it. Or else I'm not going to show up good. So just make that boundary and like really fucking stick to it because it's going to change your life. It's going to allow you to do all the things that you want to do, be more of a human being so you can show up better behind the chair. I love that. I really, really do. Because I think that for a long time, we've given power away for lack of a better way of saying it. You know, we, we've been made to make ourselves feel like, we have to do it this way and go, 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 and give, 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 give. And if you don't take care of yourself, there's nothing left to give. And so I think that the, I think I love the check-ins. I love just kind of sitting back and then being able to delegate and say, Hey, listen, I need help right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's definitely a difference between telling people that you need help and 
and having like this place of self-loathing with your clients. Like, Hey, you know what? I'm going through something hard right now. It's, it might be a little bit like, you know, sensitive today. I just kind of want to let you know that, but I'm going to be here for you and I'm going to be present, but I just kind of want to let you know that I need a little as well, you know? Yeah. So I think that's amazing. I love that you are carrying this conversation out there. You're putting, you're showing people how to implement these things. Um, I think it's beautiful. There's such a huge movement really in the industry right now from everybody being an educator and there's no offense. Again, I've done it for 11 years. I've, I, I love teaching hair, but what I realize is I'm truly passionate about teaching hairdressers how to stay grounded behind the chair, protect their energy and grow their dream life on their own terms. And I think that plays perfectly into this conversation. I love there's this shift in the, in, in the industry happening um, where we can have these conversations and show people that, that it doesn't have to feel burnt out. It doesn't have to feel like you don't have a life and always, you know, know that there are mentors and coaches out there that can resonate with you that are truly passionate about kind of helping people walk through these things. So I really appreciate you having this conversation with me today. Um, it was wonderful talking with you, learning more about you and, um, what are the best ways for our podcast listeners to get in touch with you and kind of follow your story or get a hold of you for coaching if they feel inclined? Amazing. Well, before I answer that, I just want to say if you're listening right now and you're like, you've been struggling with any of these topics, reach out to Brooke. She is going to help you with mindset. She has years of experience of like how to ground you behind the chair. So please like have the conversation with her, slide into her DMs. Like this is her podcast. You're listening to her podcast for a reason because you mm -hmm. like her style. So reach out to her. Don't be scared because she wants to help you. And that's really what it comes down to. That's why we all became coaches. That's why we all became educators because we struggled with something and we figured it out. We had the hard work done yep. and we want to share it with you. So if you're resonating with this, reach out to Brooke, find her on Instagram. It's on, it's in the show notes. Um, as far as me, I'm on Instagram at shelby.betancourt. My podcast is the healthy, wealthy stylist podcast. Um, and reach out to me as well on DMS. I talk all through DMS. Like I love conversations. So even if you put us in a group chat, do it. Um, we're here to help. Absolutely. Hey, thank you so much, Shelby. It was a joy. I look forward to uh, meeting you face to face someday and um, keep doing the good work and take care of yourself. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Grounded Stylist Podcast. Remember, your journey is not just about creating outer beauty, but also about nurturing your inner self. So keep aligning your energy, embracing your uniqueness, and cultivating your dream career in life. This is Brooke Kenyon, your guide and coach. Until next time, stay grounded, protect your peace, and live in love and life.